Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wait, so you really want to make a podcast? Do, 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 do. Yeah, what if we just sang our um, music? Maybe we should get some real music, Samantha. The podcast came. Oh, you're still recording. Three, two. Survival Jobs is a podcast spotlighting artists, their side hustles, and their passions. Hosted by Samantha Titsolo and Jason A. Coombs. Boom. Sweet. Okay. Love it. <laughs> Hi, hey, Samantha. Hey, honey. Cigarettes. How are you? <laughs> Well, Thank you for cigarettes. bringing that back. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that back. For How sure. are you? What's new? I feel I'm like good. it's been months since we've spoken, but it's not true. Been a week. <laughs> Literally, every time we speak, it's a week. Well, a lot happens in a week, you know, especially when you're doing mad, you know, mad multiple things. Mad survival jobs, if you will. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, how many survival jobs do you have now? Well, two and a half, I'd say. So mm. I have two within one. Like I have one job that I have two <laughs> roles in and mm-hmm. I'm like freelancing with another one. Nice. How about you? You have like two plus Bridgeport film plus what? Yeah, so I'm doing, I'm working on two documentaries and then I'm working on Bridgeport Film Fest. We're getting, that is like getting geared up and then we're doing another like little, uh, not little, it's going to be big, but we're doing like a book, a book um, convention type thing in, in Connecticut and in Bridgeport. That's in our next tea thing. shop? No, we're doing it at the Trumbull Shelton Marriott. <laughs> Wait, what? Hold on. This you know, is hello, audience. I'm just learning of this. <laughs> Jason neglected yeah. to tell me this in our unrecorded combo. Wait, what? I just, I just do too much stuff. So I'm just like no, trying to figure it all out. It. <laughs> that's the reason that's, we're working together is because you always were doing something and i was like i gotta get jason he always completes what he does and here we are <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you know it's good to be busy it's good to be working it's good to like you know as we're trying to survive we're working these jobs and figure out the next steps in our careers is like kind of what janine devita said right is <laughs> like taking janine. ownership yeah taking ownership of your work and your and your career and your life and not waiting for people to give you an opportunity i guess but making the opportunity but making the opportunity right That's yeah right. shout out to her but um samantha we wanted to do a special episode today for sure if you didn't know <laughs> and if you, know. you didn't know then uh <laughs> i don't know where you're living 
you know, we might we do have some international listeners, so maybe they don't know. Oh, but okay. um, February is yeah, February is Black History Month in the United States of America, and it is a month where, as a collective country, we're supposed to celebrate African American and Black people who've, you know, who've made um, who've made strides and who broke barriers and who inspires uh, the community. I know the community at large, the country, to give honor to those people. So um, that's what we do, and we want to do something on a smaller scale as well as as that, right? As to reflect on people from the Black and African American communities that we admire and that that were on the show in our that's past right. season. I really agree. I think that it's it's so beautiful that we have a platform that we can showcase our black artists and 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 support them and and remind everybody like you told me before we started recording black history is american history mm, like this yeah. is something that needs like we're all just people and we're all just doing the goddamn thing and and we've had some amazing artists on this show and they're black and they're fucking killing it and so we just wanted to recap them and 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 share with you maybe a little survival story they had and a survival story a survival job story but also survival (laughs) because we're all just surviving and and then just some inspiration and some like words that they shared about their careers and and advice and and how they're just pushing through all of it the mm-hmm. struggle of being an artist and then the struggle of being an artist when you're black. Right. So it's like a yeah. whole other level. It's hard to be an artist already, but then it's hard to be a black artist. And we're, we're working, sure. to fi- we're working to break that wall down where it's just, we're all artists. Right. And I thought it was cool because no, we are gearing up for the end of season one to do this kind of a reflection Right. Right. Um, Can you believe um, that you just said the end of season one? I know. One? I just I know. Crazy. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, to have that kind of you know look back on as as we are coming to a close on season one to look back on these amazing people that we had a privilege and honor to sit down with and privilege. chat with and and learn from you know. That's what I always, you know, I always feel so inspired after every single interview we do. Mm. Because these artists are choosing to share space with us in their free time. Let me go to Survival Jobs, a podcast for one hour and talk (laughs) to Samantha and Jason. And I always leave every recording being like, wow, that person just chose to share space with us and look at what they've done and look what they're continuing to do. And they chose us. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you have that too, but it's so amazing. Anyway. Yeah, I do. I, I love that. I think it's like so powerful, like that people, you know, want to share time because we're not like we don't have money to pay people. Right. So like, not it's like, yet, <laughs> but one, one day. day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that people like, you know, that exactly what you said. I don't want to mansplain to you, but, you know, I just I think I it's an honor. When you mansplain to me. <laughs> uh, but I think it's an honor. I think I really do think it's an honor that people share time and, and reflect and I find it inspiring, inspiring all the time. You know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to like do something. Yes. yes yeah. Same. I'm always like, okay, actorsaccess.com. Here I go. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like actors equity. What's up? Remember me? <laughs> like every time we talk to these artists, I'm like, remember I'm an artist also. And so are you Jason. And I think oh. 
we don't need to be reminded of that, but it's nice to have people remind us of that because sometimes we get defeated by the industry. So it's beautiful. I agree. And I want to do a shameless plug, which I forgot to to tell you about Samantha, but I was like, Oh, before I forget, I was on Tyler, Tyler's show, Tyler Geis's show. I believe episode 62 of Tyler's show. He's so prolific. He's like (laughs) 62 episodes. Wow. (laughs) Wait, 62? Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Geis's basement. And he invited me. I think we're fierce for having 27. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He has 62. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. I feel like we work pretty hard, Jason. And I think. I think we do. 62 is a mm. lot. Yeah, well, we're going to be there one day. <laughs> hey. Hey. But yeah, so I was on his show talking about some Black cinema. Uh, he invited me to be on there. And that was pretty cool to like, you know, share my love of film, of Black film. So check that out. If you want to hear my recommendations for some Black films. Um, Tyler Wait, Grace's I have basement. to listen. I didn't listen. I just want to be honest. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, you know, it's hard to catch up on all the all the podcasts, right? There's so many out there. And do your survival <laughs> job and record your own podcast. You know, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough, people. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And then I wanted to also say that my our our, our friend, Dr. Shannon Pittman. Thank you for um, calling him our friend. I love him so much. I know. He's, he's I the do best. love him. <laughs> Shout out to him. He's the best. He was he uh, did a little guest appearance on this radio show I do occasionally. And he um, recommended this show called High on the Hog, How African-American Cuisine Transformed America. It's a 2021 docuseries released on Netflix this past year. And the host is Steven Satterfield. And he's like a food blogger, cultivator who hosts a show. And the show's based on this really uh, famous book uh, by the same name, that was made by or written by food historian Jessica B. Harris. And the, the docuseries, like they travel to West Africa and they talk about like the kind of the food of like this African food that's been brought here to America and how like, you know, how that food has been transformed through generations or brought down through generations, like, you know, the foods that we eat. And it's so, so freaking good. I've only watched the first episode so far. There's four episodes total. But I, I had to recommend that if anybody wants something, you know, for Black History Month, quote unquote, even though Black History Month is should be year round. But if anybody wants something to really watch to support the culture, definitely, definitely check that out on Netflix. Amazing. I have to check it out. Yeah, it's going to make you hungry, too. I was like working and had it on while I was working and I was like, oh, my gosh, I need lunch right now. <laughs> Jason, I'm always hungry. So like, that's going to be a problem for me. (laughs) You're so funny. I'm going to be like, give me all of the food guys. Mm. Thanks for sharing. Thank you to you and to Shannon. Hey, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. So should we, so how, how are we doing this with our reflection? Right? Yeah. So, you know, we've had amazing guests on for this entire season, which I we're going to have one more episode after this. And then we're mm-hmm. closing season one people. So if you're, if you're a faithful listener, we just want to say thank you so much. We've been 
so overcome with joy doing all of this and <laughs> it wouldn't be happening without our listeners. So, yeah. so we're excited for season two. We will maybe have a super big announcement, huh, Jason? <laughs> yeah. I mean, hopefully we can announce it on the last episode. Hopefully it works out that way. Oh yeah. But maybe we have we'll have some a big cool announcement things. coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have some this... cool things in the works. Exactly. For season two. Exactly. To take this to the next step. So we're excited to jump right in, but you know, this is the last week of Black History Month and we just want to celebrate our Black artists that we've had on. So we're taking clips from all of their episodes and putting them into this one. So we hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. So our first one is Anastasia McCleskey, right? I mean, we, that, that was something that we both didn't know before. That's right. But I had seen her in a few things. I definitely saw her in Waitress. But I know yeah. friends that had seen her and Caroline or change and she's such a talent. And, and, you know, we do our research on our guests before they come on and watching her mm-hmm. clips. She's just such an amazing talent, but not only an amazing talent, she's such an amazing person and her campaign. I don't know if you would call it a campaign, Jason, I don't know, chime in, but hello, beautiful spirits, just to like encourage people to like love yourselves. And remember, we're all here. We're all humans. We're all just trying to do the goddamn thing. And and she was a really beautiful guest. And so I'm so excited for everyone to hear a little recap of her. What I really admired about her was that she was like telling that story about how she was, you know, how she was that role in Hairspray was uh, was open. And she kind of was like, this is what I want. Like, she's a go-getter. She's like, this is what I want. And I'm going, like, I have the talent and I have, hundred like, percent. I have this thing that, like, I'm deserving of this. Like, I have that mm-hmm. self confidence and belief and it's not conceit it's like confidence right that she that she has it's earned knowing your worth school, knowing your worth and yeah I love that that was like and getting what you deserve as a human as an artist as a as a working professional you know and I don't, I don't want to speak for black women but I feel like you know that's a huge thing for like black women don't get the opportunity to always do is advocate for themselves on that level so 100%. I really love that Let's listen. And, and if you like this clip, you can listen to her her full episode. She's episode 23. Hi, Anastasia. Hi, how are you? (laughs) Good. How are you? Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. We're super excited to have you. I, I haven't had a lot of survival jobs because I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've been fortunate enough to like consistently work somewhere and doing something like, thank God. Um, but there, there's been a job that I've done, um, two jobs that I actually really enjoyed um, in between work. Um, and one, I worked at this place called Soy for Haskin. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's a sample sale and it's run by, um, oh my God, I can't remember their names right now, but it's a couple, beautiful couple. They used to be dancers on Broadway back in the day. And they started this company and it's like high-end sample sales. So they have Hermes, they have uh, Bulgari, they have um, Versace, like stuff like that. And they only hire actors and performers and dancers because they know that, you know, a lot of times they might be in between jobs or all, I, I finished this and I'm going to go do this, but I want to work and I need some money. Um, it's also 1099. So that's cute, you know, um, <laughs> that's cute. and they feed you. <laughs> They feed you. You take yes. breaks. They feed you a little breakfast, a, a wonderful lunch, and you can take food home. And then um, a lot of times you hang out with your friends. I, a lot of people that you probably have heard of or know, 
worked at soy for asking at the sample sale and i got to know a lot of people there which is That's so amazing. Crazy before people's careers took off or in between jobs so it's really it was a really beautiful time in my life and i always implore actors no matter how small or big your role is make a backstory whatever you mm-hmm. want that character to be down to like their favorite color mm-hmm. because yes. i think if you know this person like you know yourself any movement that you do, it won't be you. It won't be Stacy doing it. It's the character movement because I know yeah. this character so well. Wow. I was going to ask you for your best advice, but that's, that's really good. <laughs> <laughs> One of my, I, so I do this thing on my Instagram story, Instagram story on my page where it just kind of happened spontaneously. And I wasn't even looking to make it into anything. Um, but I feel like when I learn something, I'm supposed to share it with everyone. And even if it just helps one person, because I, one of the things I think we're on this strange rock for is to share information and to support each other. And so I started this little thing called hashtag hello beautiful spirits. I have all these videos on my page, but I was like, how can I brand this? How can I make this into a true healing platform? And speaking of podcasts, my next step is to have a podcast, but I want to do it in a way where, um, I have guests, but they're they're guests that specialize in mental health and healing and meditation and inspiration and diet, because I think our diets lead to mental and physical and spiritual health and well-being. So how we can incorporate all of that. So, yeah, that's that's a big dream. And it's not even to like make money. It's just really just to help and heal people because that we all we all struggling with something. It was such a joy (laughs) chatting with you today. Appreciate yeah, your thank time. You so much. Thank yeah, keep y'all. killing thank it. You. Keep killing it. You are goals. So. It was so great chatting with y'all. Y'all are awesome. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, next up, Jason. Yeah, next up we have our friend, super special guest, college. Yes. Yeah. I've, actually, I've known her before college, but yeah, you knew yeah, her before me. Yeah, Alana Coffin, who. I've, I've said it. I said it on the show, and I've said it to her like a thousand times. She's one of the best singers, like oh. in the world, hands down. <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Her voice is her voice is just unreal, and will just and slice through you. Really, it really does. And I've always said like she was just one of those people that I was like, she's gonna make it. Like whatever making it is, like she's yeah. like I have no doubts about <laughs> it. Like she has that sure. thing. Like besides being that talented, she's also so beautiful and she's so like charming and yeah. she's such a go getter and she's such a good person. I was like, sh- like she's gonna be fine. <laughs> yep. And you know what? She is. She's killing it. She also shares so much great wisdom with us. And and it was such a beautiful episode, Jason, uh, I think, for us to do because yeah. we all went to college together and college was such a special time. Whether like we feel like it was or not, whether we had a great experience or we didn't, whatever, like college is such a pivotal moment in an adult's, adult human's life. So for her to come on this show since we've all been out of college for 11 years, how amazing. Well, I was just saying to hear like that she got into, she's part of the rent family. Super cool. Yeah. So everyone enjoy the clips we're going to share with Alana. And if you want to listen to her full episode, she was episode eight. Alana Cawthon, as we live and breathe. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to speak with you, Alana, today. (laughs) 
my best survival job is, and I think honestly forever will be nannying. I am a full-fledged nanny of the children of New York. I kind of do it all. I cartwheel into their lives and I ruffle their feathers. And That's so cute, I... cartwheeling into their lives. <laughs> that is you so know, I get cute. Their... <laughs> Thank you. I get their parents together. I teach them about social justice and how to like raise a child in this state that we're in currently in this country. It's afforded me a lot of opportunities for like flexibility and using my creativity in other ways. I love to teach. I love to just kind of like be around children because it gives me such like joy, really. They're just really joyful humans and individuals, especially when they you know, are surrounded by good people and people that love them and they love. And I try and insert a little bit of myself into every job I take. So definitely I'd say nannying is, was the best survival job. I love that. You'd be such a great nanny. Aww. Do you I sing mean, to the kids? I, do I sing to the kids? Uh, <laughs> I, sing every, I literally sing every sentence. It's not like, like everything that happens. I'm just like, and we're going to the store and then we're going to come back here and then you're going to do your homework, take a bath. Maybe we'll watch TV. That's literally how I talk to them. Yes, so. no, but like <laughs> that that 16 bars or whatever you just gave, like uh, send it to a casting director. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of like following my own creative path. I want to write a book. I um, want to write a children's series. I'm like in the works. I'll just shout it out real quick because why not? It's called Yolana. Oh and my God. Started <laughs> like Yolana, like that. Yes. Um, and it's like, if you can imagine it in the style of like Penny Proud, like that kind of animation, I started like kind of fleshing out the characters while I was on tour. And now it has evolved to a book series for like very, very like tiny, tiny babies, like almost like a Goodnight Moon style series where it's called Yolana, Did You Know? And I state different facts about like, like your beauty and how you are perceived as a human, but like all of that is beautiful and good. And like your brown skin is just as beautiful as this person's white skin and this person's like beautiful big hair and this person's straight silky hair. Like it's just helping kids spot and celebrate the differences and instead of spot and separate themselves based on their differences, which is a big thing for me in my life being a nanny. Um, I come at that stuff every day with these kids just kind of explaining and trying to dissect what's in their brains and like see where that where all of that is coming from and and it all starts when we're kids right so I think getting it in the bud and like getting the message out as soon as humanly possible is like the way to go guys Mm -hmm. thank you so much for having me I just miss your faces like in person I just want to kiss them both I love you we're kissing you back. Mwah, 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 Next up. Yes. Zing Zinga. And Zinga <laughs> Williams. And Zinga Williams. <laughs> I have to be honest, I still haven't listened to this song. <laughs> I sent it to you, Samantha. Oh my God. Oh, wait, you did. Wait, maybe I'm a fucking liar right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to stop swearing for season two. Maybe I'm a liar right now. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a little bit of a liar. Yeah, I uh, perhaps I did. No, Nzinga. So I want to just share a quick story about Nzinga. So we have been in each other's orbits 
for, I would say at least eight years. And we only just had met each other oh, wow. for eight years. We've been in the same orbit. Like we've been running around with the same people, like people who she calls her like best friends. I call my best friends. Like we're very closely intertwined, but she and I had never connected in person until I yeah. want to say this past August, September. So I think it's so beautiful that she and I made that connection. And then, you know, we had a fun night out and I was talking about the podcast and I was like, you have to come on. And she loved the idea and she came on and she's amazing. Yeah. And I just want to shout her out. So this episode's coming out on Thursday. We're having a big goodbye party for her Friday of this week. She Aww. is going on tour for Moulin Rouge. She's jamming yes. the tour of Moulin Rouge, which is major. Uh, so just shout out to her. And if you listen to her whole episode, which is episode 19, if you want to take a listen, which is a great episode, it was our essentially Christmas episode. She talks about all of her survival jobs and how she landed where she is now. And it's just so beautiful and inspiring and definitely take a listen. Jason, would you like to add anything? <laughs> yeah, no, I think what I really what I really took from Nzingo was just like, like she's all, she has a lot of fortitude, right? She has like, she comes from like a financial kind of world and she's like a, a child of, I think her mom is from the islands, right? She's like a child, she's an immigrant, like her, you know, her parents are right. immigrants. Mm -hmm. So like, I really relate to that because my mom is from Jamaica, an immigrant, and my dad too. So like having that kind of first generational experience and to see someone that's like from a similar, obviously not the same, but like from a similar kind of background, making it and like creating and like going on tour for Moulin Rouge, like she lets me boule, boucouche and all over the place, right? Like, <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Yeah, love that it's so amazing. And, and definitely the episode really takes us through every stage of her journey. Oh, and I so right? appreciate that, you know, the and base for your life story. Yeah. Oh, I still get chills I, thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's so important, especially for our listeners, but also us, Jason, to hear that, you know, like people don't just wake up one day and are in their dream life. Like you have to work people. So yeah. also congrats to Nzinga. Oh, she was saying she was hiring some, mm. um, some new workers and they, and she was like so proud of being able to pay people what they're worth which I always also yeah. like yes like I, I love that too you know I love like mm -hmm. being able to give other people opportunities right that lift as you climb thing so important mm -hmm. so fully shout out to her enjoy this clip people and Zinga, welcome <laughs> to survival jobs and podcast we're thrilled to have you I feel like this is about to be so fun actually this the, the job that I was just talking about the uh, finance job um as a high net worth entertainers, uh, business manager, I was so broke at the time, like so broke. They, the thing about my about it is that I know my value in theater because I've only ever really worked in theater. So yeah. when you look at me and you say, I'm gonna give you X amount for this, I'm gonna be like, uh-uh, no, I know I can do this, but I don't know corporate America. And I didn't know corporate America and I was young at the time. And, where I am now and like I have like a modicum of power not much <laughs> but, <laughs> and I'm able like hopefully what what I really like try hard and what I'm so passionate about is like getting people in the door and like breaking down this like gatekeeping shit is like oh I love that and paying people real wages like we you know we just hired uh three PAs for 
um, our tour and like we sat down and, and, and created this really beautiful, I think um, they all, all three of them are really amazing. So like, we're very lucky, but this really amazing offer we, and I got to craft it because I was like, I know what it, it's like to be that person working job to job to just want to fucking break. You know what I mean? And, that's, an, that's so amazing. And so like, it, it, and it's something that like, I, you know, I felt really passionate about, especially with, um, like I've been hiring a lot um, in the past mm. like, months and just like that moment that you get where you're like, I can quit my survival job. It, it, it like, and I want to give that to as many people as I can because like, they like, we all deserve to do what we love. And so that's like really something that I'm really passionate about is like making sure that we're like, that there is a pipeline for the people like me who don't have mm. any sort of like, wealth or any anything to, to to fall back on because i really think we're all artists in what we do um and so of like of course how we are we're like famously under underpaid undervalued and we're the ones that are putting our lives on the line for our other for people because a lot yeah. of, a lot of black folks in theater were out there p- pounding pavement a lot of a lot of us are out here trying to like we don't have a lot of us didn't have the same um safety nets that other folks have um and it so i was like how can we create that um and what is there is there something small that i could do is there anything um you know and in a time where you where everything just kind of felt so you felt helpless like helpless is the word um and fatigued new black mutual aid was something i could do i could collect money and i can give money i just want to make theater that like is fun and that matters yeah and that's like my dream yeah is to to have a more just like inclusive world um well i think you are on that path girl with all that you do next up the awesome the beautiful the extremely talented Janae Arabesque, but also Janae, just so people know, is Paul Renolis. I think our episode title is under Paul, but Paul goes by Janae as well. So yeah, you know what I really loved about this episode is that Paul Janae <laughs> was just so <laughs> real and honest and like, hey, mm. this is what I I've gone through. This is where I'm going to. And mm. this is what's gonna happen. And that's just the way it is. Just like in such a casual way, you know, and I feel like a lot of artists put so much pressure on things and so much stress. Yeah. And Paul is just like, this is my talent. Some years I'm a director, some years I'm a drag queen, some years I'm a dancer. And whatever year I'm feeling to be my strongest is the year I lean into the most is the year Mm -hmm. I make my money from. And I thought that was really (laughs) amazing because Paul, Jeanette, makes their own fate. You know what I mean? I'm feeling yeah. this. I'm feeling drag queen this year, and I'm going to make money being a drag queen. And they yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed this guest, and I thank you, Jason, from for bringing this into my life. Yeah, well, I met Paul through Dr. Shannon again. So um, <gasps> shout out to yeah. Shannon. <laughs> I know two shout outs, right? No, um, he introduced me because Paul was looking for an artistic kind of community. And, you know, I was running the Artist Kabila, which was like my artist collective for a while. So he kind of like joined that virtually over the pandemic, right? 
And yeah, I mean, I just really love what well, I love about Paul. I've never met never met him in person yet, but we will. What? We, we just met during the pandemic over Zoom. Oh, wait, I think I wait, that's so crazy. But like that is crazy, so right? It's also so beautiful. Sorry to cut yeah. you off as fucking usual. <laughs> no, no, it's good. It's cool. But I love that he just like, and I think maybe he like didn't believe, I don't know. I don't want to put words into his mouth, but I felt like he just knows himself so well. And he's so cool. He's so confident in what he does, you know, and he has all these like different talents. So he's just a great writer, right? He writes for medium and he does drag and he's just a great actor. He has like a show that's on Amazon prime right now. Like he's a phenomenal dancer. Now he's doing this like fitness thing. Like, you know, he's doing all these wonderful, wonderful things. And he, he makes it look so easy. He like balances them all so well. And I love what he was saying about like finding his house, right. And making his house. Yes. Which I thought was I love awesome. that too. Well, he's everyone, he is a killer. Enjoy <laughs> these clips from Paul. If you want to hear the full episode, please tune in to episode five. Yes, Evan Flo. Hi, Paul. Hi. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I love what this podcast is all about. It's a re- really unique idea. And so um, my best survival job was uh, right before the pandemic and I lost it, got laid off. It was with um, Facebook. I was there... Um, AR, VR, like artificial reality, virtual reality, reality specialist. And I was like their brand ambassador. So I was trained to work with their Oculus headsets. And I was supposed to like travel and go to all these cool events like Coachella and South by Southwest and just like give live demos of virtual reality. So I wrote this like short film last fall or summer and I filmed it with my buddy Liam I just wanted a dialogue between two best friends, two men that have this intimacy, um, but leaves you with this lingering question, wait, are they together or are they not together? And the whole point is like, that shouldn't matter. Like I I wanna show an an intimacy between men that is undefined and that it's okay to, you know, show that vulnerability and physical interaction that's not necessarily romantic. I I love that. And I love that's like the kind of, the kind of like message that you want to put out there as an artist, you know, I think that's so important and uh, so necessary. Yeah. I, I, you know, this is the first time I'm ever meeting you or speaking with you. And it sounds so, it sounds like, you know, your voice so well. And I think that's so rare with artists to be so positive about what they want to say and the vision that they have for their work. So congratulations on like knowing your voice. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, it's so uh, surreal to hear you say what I just, or for, to hear you define what I just said as having a voice, because one of my goals for 2020, I wrote it in my journal was define your voice. And then towards the end of the year, I kind of scrapped it because I, I heard this piece of advice that said, if you have to, a voice does not need to be defined. If you are truly being who you are and you know what you want, you don't have to worry about writing it down. Like other people will interpret it for you. Like your voice is the unnamed thing. And so um, it's cool. So saying, thank you for saying that. Uh, you kind of like made my vision come 360. Yeah, no, it's what I genuinely felt. I think that comes from also like, you seem to really know who you are. And it's probably been a journey to get to that place. And I'm sure you're probably still discovering new things, but you just seem 
like so confident in who you are and it's such a a thing I admire so much about you like I feel like you know yourself so well which probably goes to like why you're so successful writing articles on medium too (laughs) people really connect to that that genuine thing about you thank you yeah um you know going back to your writing question yeah I've been experimenting on medium and you know I just feel like I have been silent for a while. And I think now that I'm real, what I'm realizing is sometimes you just have to, you know, we might call it in the artist world a break, uh, some, but sometimes you just have yeah. to live a, live a life and go through some shit and process <laughs> it in order to have a voice <laughs> right now. And um, in this point of my life, uh, what I'm doing is just now unpacking what I went through in the past five, six years. That's awesome. So do you have somebody that you consider to be your biggest inspiration with your art? Um, My default answer is usually Beyonce. (laughs) But that's what my drag persona is based on. But I actually have someone that's even more poignant for me that I don't say a lot. And that person is Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. He's honestly, even more Mm. than Beyonce, one of my inspirations because... Like in the black community, I know he gets a lot of credit and praise, but just like from a world standpoint, like he is a true Renaissance man. Uh, He's a multi hyphenate, but not really. And I say not really because he has a legitimate portfolio and substantial career in all these houses. He's a stand up comedian, he's a writer, he's a producer, director, a fucking musician. He has this very impressive catalog and he's able to dip back and forth between these in a way that's not like a multi-hyphenate where, and I'm not trying to be dismissive of the whole multi-hyphenate name, but like yeah. the outside world likes to look at multi-hyphenates as you you just dabble in the other areas, in these areas. And I feel like Donna Glover kind of just just represents that, fe- that field in a, a, a really cool way. I uh, aspire to kind of have uh, substantial careers in all these houses that we both live in. And then the other thing, the, the reason why I say Donald Glover is that he is the only and the first Black man that represents mascul- uh, that represents a different type of mas- masculinity that I can relate to. Because he's weird. He's different. He, he is palpable to all audiences as well. And mm-hmm. I, I just see a lot of myself in him just in terms of how he expresses his masculinity. Um, he gives yeah. me permission to like be my inner geek and my outer geek. And... <laughs> you get to be a blurred, right? A black nerd, proudly. <laughs> yeah, a blurred. <laughs> oh, I love, I love that, and I didn't know that either about you. That's really cool that you connect to him so, like, so, so deeply. You oh. speak very beautifully about everything. I do want to you know that. <laughs> I really enjoyed this this session. Yeah, I'm so thankful that we got to speak to you, Paul. Like on the record, um, we've been talking for like the past year, but it's yeah. nice to this will be like out there forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. forever. <laughs> I'm, I I feel really honored that I I know you two now. All right, now Who's the next? next guest, author T. Ashley. Yes, who, someone. Yeah, someone I've known for. I don't want to say how many years. Say <laughs> it. Just say it. It's been two decades. <gasps> two over two de- over two decades. What twenty five years? Not almost. Not 
Yeah, since two like since two thousand, I've known T. I mean, those are my best friends too. Like Robin and yeah. Ben, I've known for twenty five years. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy it's, because we don't wild. feel old. Yeah, we don't feel old. But then we think about like, oh my god, we've known this person that's not directly related to us for twenty five yeah. years. <laughs> that's it's all- like more than more than half your life. Yeah, which is insane, right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I I can speak world about her and how much I admire her and how talented she is and how she doesn't give herself enough credit and how she's a superwoman mm-hmm. she's like a mom and she's, she's like, such you know, a superwoman owns a, a bookstore now and she's a published author she has a new book coming out on March 1st chasing Celeste like she does it all and it's really admirable and just from the short time I spent with T so I spent mm-hmm. time with her and the interview on the podcast but then yes. I also got to meet her in person at the Bridgeport Film Fest, which I <laughs> yes. can't wait. I was telling someone about the Bridgeport Film Fest today. I can't wait for this year and I can't wait to 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 shout it out and have so many more people come and, and you deserve yeah. the world. But T mm. really showed up that weekend also. And so it was so mm. nice. That was, I think, my fr- oh, no, my second experience of meeting someone on the podcast. Yeah. from virtual to real life but i think <laughs> these this podcast is so beautiful for so many reasons but mm-hmm. that those moments like that were so beautiful and t is just like you said she's just just from the few moments i've spent with her such a kind genuine amazing person like i just want to hug yeah. her and i <laughs> yes. i must go to the bookstore i want to bring my mom so can oh you, yeah Let can me you know. tell everyone where you. it is yeah, well, I'll yeah. go. It'll be fun. Can you tell everyone so where it is too. for our Connecticut listeners? Even if you're not from Connecticut, you should yeah, make a it's little a quick trip. Drive. Yeah, like, you know, it's it's in Stratford and it's right by the train station. It'll be walking distance and it's all these really nice restaurants oh. close by. Yes. Stratford um, is so cute. It's very cute. And yeah, she has a bookstore called Reader's Block and she sells new and used books and you know, it's it's a special place. She's really trying to make, you know, she, we're from Bridgeport, Connecticut, originally. So we were trying to, she was trying, we, right? I'm like, oh, we are trying to no, do this. But she but was trying you to know open what? Up. I want to just interject <laughs> right there for you. When that's mm. your best friend, you say we. Because you yeah. you are such a support team. And I feel that with my, my close friends, my best friends too. Like when they're killing it and they're doing it, we are doing it. Because yeah. you support her and you're there. So yes, Jason, we were trying to. Please continue. <laughs> you're a part of Thank that. You. you are a part yeah. of that. Thank you. But um, yeah, you know, we want to open up a bookstore in Bridgeport because, you know, I've talked about this before, like Bridgeport gets a very negative reputation in the media. And we really feel like, you know, the community could benefit from more arts, right? More culture, more opportunities here. But it just didn't work out you know, the way we wanted to, but it's in Stratford, right next door to Bridgeport. Like we said, it's right by the train station. And it's, you know, she wants to make it a place where people can have a home, right? A second home away from home. It's like, I think her slogan is where, uh, where readers come for a cure. Yes. And if you, <laughs> if you want to listen to the entire episode, not just the clip we're sharing, please tune into episode 10. Thank you. And that was called, right? That one's called Panthers versus plotters, which is interesting. Panthers versus plotters. <laughs> <laughs> and if you listen to the whole thing, you'll understand. <laughs> Hi. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks of for course. coming on. You're so busy. You're a mom and you're taking time to talk to us. That's a big deal. I feel honored. <laughs> I feel honored. I don't know. <laughs> I was a tour guide 
I loved really? being a tour guide, but I went to school in Nashville and I'm from Connecticut and I don't like being hot. Oh, so yeah. I was doing tours mm-hmm. and Nashville hot is completely different from any other hot that you have ever experienced. But I was doing tours in the middle of the summer and I was like going through buildings that we weren't supposed to go through just to get like AC. <laughs> I, I had a good time, but I, I would never I would never do that again ever in my life. <laughs> no. So so what is something that you're most proud of that's related to your art and your writing? I would just say that I actually did it. You know, people yeah. are. Um, you're always going to have somebody that's not going to have constructive criticism. So it's scary to put yourself out there like that. So I honestly feel like that just because I did it, you know, I didn't just write something and leave it to the side. Like I always do. I wrote it and I put it out there. And that's the yeah. scariest part, right? It's like scariest just, part. just doing it and saying, here's what came out of me. It, it's the honest truth. You just gotta get, put yourself out there. It's scary. You're not going to please everybody. Everybody's not going to like it. And that's okay. As long as you like it. I say this all the time and I'm going to stick to it. And I hate that Nike says it, but you just got to do it. You just got to sit down and get out of your own way. You just got to do it. You got to figure out if you want to plan it out and plot it out, or you just want to sit down and and write. You just got to do it. Um, People ask me that question all the time. They're like, how did you get started? What did you do? And I'm like, I just did it. And that's, that's the honest truth. Like you got, you are the only person in your way. I'm in my way right now. Cause I'm, I, I call it writer's block, but it's not, I'm just having a little self doubt and itself. It's all, it's all me. So you got to get out your own way and just do it. Uh, my next book is called Capturing Celeste. It is contemporary romance. It's a little different from what I do. I usually, you know, this is, yes. is going to be a little steam, but it's not going to be like completely like all steam, not paranormal, but it's just the journey of two people who, I mean, boy meets girl. Does the boy lose the girl and does the boy get him, her back and all that stuff is just going to be a whole bunch of push and pull and turmoil and I need to go write it so I can release it. Oh, it was so fucking awesome talking to you but we're not done yet wow that was so it's been so fun like reflecting on our wonderful past guests we have one yeah, this more is cool we haven't done this in this i know i think we, way. Should, we should do something like this every season can we do that i think it's kind of cool yeah, to like highlight babe we can do whatever we want this is our <laughs> <true>. show <laughs> it's our show <laughs> we make the rules honey it's true <laughs> yes we can but it's kind of cool to like highlight you get a car. You know, people. Okay. You get a car. One day, one day we'll, we'll be able to give out cars. Yeah. But Ruffin, uh, oh. Ruffin is someone I met multiple years ago. I can't even tell you, I, I have no concept of time anymore. I, so I don't Neither. know. I can't tell you what year it was, but I remember him, you know, I remember like just meeting him and like, you know, some people just have this energy around them that just like makes you like want to like be their friend. Like, of course, he's, like, a very attractive man, right? But he has, like, this really, like, genuine kind of aura where, like, we just, like, start, start talking and we hit it off right away. And, like, we're at this audition. Totally. And usually at auditions, I don't talk to anybody. I'm always, like, so nervous focus. and anxious. And focus. <laughs> like, I must book yeah. this part. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, and then we end up, like, just, like, chatting and, like, you know, being friends. And then, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like. So, like, finding other Black artists, right, is such, like, a, a wonderful kind of thing, right? Like, finding that community, which I feel like is kind of hard to find sometimes. Even in New York City, right, when it's, like, what, freaking 6 million, 7 million, 8 million people, it's still kind of hard to find. So, when you do find them, it's, like, you got to hold them close when they're, like, really good people, like, rough and I feel like. 
Yeah. But meeting someone like Ruffin, right, is like who has that such a beautiful spirit, who is so kind, who's someone who was like, he has way more credits than me, you know, but like, I felt like he never made me feel inferior, you know, like I never felt like, oh, like, because you're someone not. Who's, yeah. Well, I'm not, of course. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah, and it's hard make to you feel remember that. that. Way. Of course, egos you know? and people. Yeah. Yeah. Some people. And I, yeah. And I want to say that too about Ruffin. Like I had, I never had met Ruffin. I had no idea who he was. I did my research before just from what mm-hmm. Jason had told me. And when I tell you this guy came on the zoom and we just felt <laughs> at home. And that was one of my favorite episodes to record because he just definitely was so genuine and so humble. Like, yeah, you know, and that's, what's really beautiful about people who are successful and stay so humble and like know their roots. It's just, I I don't know the word. So inspiring. So like, yes, we're all again, taking us back to what we spoke about to what we (laughs) spoke about in the beginning of this episode, just we're all human. Anastasia to bring it back to Anastasia. She says something in her episode, like, we're all here on this rock for a reason. Mm, and she mm-hmm. says like to share our wisdom with each other. And that's how I felt about Ruffin. He was yeah. so just happy to sit with us and share with us. So thank you, Jason, for bringing him on. That was amazing. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, it was one of my favorite episodes too. And, and to see like, he's been killing it, you know, and of course, it's like it. on my favorite show insecure. So like, <laughs> yeah, for I sure. was a little fangirling out. Cause you know, <laughs> That's incredible, yeah. you know, to work with someone like Issa Rae. He deserves it. You know, he deserves that. And I can't wait. I can't wait to see what he does next. Because he's, he's oh going to go so far. Yeah, he's series regular next week. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> and I love what he said about, um, I guess, last thing was, you know, what's the name of the episode, right? What's yours is yours. That's so powerful. Like, so simple, but so powerful. Should we play? Should we play his? Yes. Yeah, so he was episode 18. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Survival Jobs, a podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you. (laughs) Hi, y'all. It's so exciting to have you. It's so exciting (laughs) to see you. And like, I know we're not in person, but like, it's been literally like two years. Uh, My favorite survival (laughs) job, uh, and still one that I do when I'm in Harlem, is uh, I teach spin classes by far. My favorite thing. So I, I had come back from, I started going out to LA for pilot season because I felt like, you know, being in the room with the producers and like, I felt, it felt better than just sending my tape into the ether and being like, man, maybe. Um, I just felt like for I sure. could read the room a little bit more, you know? Um, and I, I had come close to a couple of things, didn't book anything. And I was depressed. I mean, like eating my feelings, drinking my feelings. And, oh yeah, I get it. I, <laughs> we both go, yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. Still doing Often, that. Often, yeah. It was like I yesterday. <laughs> it have, it, of course, it's it's like it's. I think it's par for for the course for this industry. Then, like elementary, my first scene was with Lucy Lou, and I was like, you know, this is like a childhood crush. This is like Charlie's yeah. Angels. <laughs> You know, yes. this is Charlie's Lucy Angels. I mean, Lucy hello. Lou. You know, holy. and she was, she was so kind and, she, you know, she would just Aww. be like, do you need anything in between takes? And she was a great scene partner and, you know, she knows her notes. And so it's just like really trying to hear 
her musicality of the show and like figure out where you fit in. Um, but something like SEAL Team was like a childhood dream. It's like you got this gun in your hand and I played yes. the uh, I played the Navy EOD. So the Explosive Ordnance Disposal Technician. So I am basically doing Hurt Locker, Jeremy Renner. Je- uh, what's his name? Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner, yes. Yeah. Thank you. That was, that was so cool because it was like make-believe. Like they put this fake bomb in front of me and I'm just like, you know, just finding things to do, but like sweating over. Yeah, like trying, you know, it, it was, uh, it's everything my kid self would have dreamed of. And then like you get in these like fire, these, these gunfire shootouts and squibs are going off. And literally you, you don't have to act at all, you know, because there are these like bangs oh and explosions and um, your body just is in it. So it was super, yes. super exciting to work on that. Wow, that that's so exciting. Fun. This is great. I was in, I, I have a life coach and we were talking about the word appointment and disappoint to, to disappoint somebody. And it comes from the root of, of course, to appoint, which means to put up or to hold in reverence, to appoint someone. Yeah. Um, and when you're so concerned with disappointing someone else, you're really disappointing. You're, you're opening yourself up to disappoint yourself, which means you're putting them above yourself. And so at this point in my life, I always, whether it's like a hard conversation I have to have or like, I, I'm, I'm someone that really gets concerned with how people view and, and, and uh, feel about me. And I'm trying to make sure I'm worried about how I feel, you know, and like not disappointing myself, not taking myself down and putting someone above me. Mm. So going back to Ralph Lauren would be a disappointing myself. Oh wow. yeah, that's powerful. That was you preaching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm like I'm about to start shouting over here. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming on. Hey, thank you for having you're me. You're best. so. You're so. I can't wait to watch you soar and see what you do. You're really amazing. I can feel your energy through this Zoom screen. All right so that was fun that was that, that was, was a lot of fun wait that was fun i am excited for what the future holds we can't make an official announcement yet but samantha and i have been like texting literally 28 times an hour the past week literally but <laughs> we're like, it's meetings. so funny <laughs> yes it's so funny because jason and i are kind of on a seesaw like when he's really busy with his survival job i like have downtime in mind and i text him in my own minute and vice versa and i'm like sorry like you know we're still in our survival jobs but we have a really yeah. big announcement coming for season two we both have shed some tears <laughs> Yeah. I'm so happy. And again, like, thank you to our faithful listeners, wherever you are. One more episode of season (laughs) one left. Yes, we do. So 28 and 28 is one of my favorite numbers. So isn't that kind of funny how that happened? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. (laughs) I'm so happy for you. So yes, tune in for our next episode. And we're going to take what? A couple weeks off. Couple weeks. Rebrand, regroup. We'll give a big announcement. And then we're coming back hot. And Thank you, so not survivors. Too not too long. Listen, we've had to wait much longer for Law and Order. Okay, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Allison, psycho. <laughs> yes, Allison, we love her. 
All right, survivors. Thank you for listening. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye, people. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.